Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, and thank you so much for listening. I mentioned earlier this year that I wanted to talk more again about the chakra philosophical system, and today we are going to do just that. We are diving into a fascinating aspect of yoga. It's the concepts of prakriti and purusha and how they intertwine with the three gunas. If you've never heard of any of this, don't worry. That's what we're learning today. So let's break it down. According to yoga philosophy, the universe can be seen as a push and pull between two primary elements. That's prakriti, that's the realm of maya or illusion, and purusha, the ultimate reality. Everything that's changeable or transient belongs to maya, while purusha recommends, uh, represents the unchangeable, the true essence, the self, the soul. Now, the ultimate goal of yoga, not postures, but the, the broad yoga philosophy, the practice of yoga, is to pierce through these illusions of maya and grasp the truth, leading to what's known as samadhi or enlightenment. Now, one way to inch closer to this truth is by understanding the three gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas, which are like the building blocks of the universe. They are present in everything, including us. Now, when we're attached to things or situations or ideas, we are lost in maya. We are filled with illusion. So, what are these gunas exactly? Well, think of them as qualities or energies. Sattva is associated with purity and knowledge. Rajas is associated with activity and desire. And tamas is associated with darkness and destruction. They're always present within us. All three are present in everything. Then they, they shape our reactions to the world around us. And most of us have one that is more dominant than the others. Uh, but where do we find them? They are, well, everywhere, everywhere in Maya's realm, the day, the seasons, uh, our thoughts, our actions, and the gunas are cyclical. Um, for example, early mornings are considered sattvic. Afternoons are rajas, and as night comes, tamas takes over. Now, like I said, one quality is typically dominant, but there can't be pure sattva without rajas and tamas, nor pure rajas without sattva and tamas, and so on, right? They're intertwined, and they they bind us to the illusions of maya, to prakriti, in different ways. So how do these gunas influence us? Well, they they run really deep. They are they are us. They are the energies. They are the qualities that are are beings that are the, our environment. Uh, they, they shape our thoughts, our actions, our habits, basically everything that makes us who we are. And 
whether we're predominantly sattvic, rajasic, or tamasic affects how we perceive the world. So a tamasic person might see everything as negative and destructive, while a sattvic person might find joy and positivity in the same circumstances. There's a tale called the story of the mango tree that I think can help us understand the the three gunas on an intuitive level to show us where we, each each of us, might lie on the balance of our own gunas, how sattvic, rajasic, or tamasic we are. So I want to share this little story with you um, so you can sort of start to understand exactly what these three gunas really embody. In a small, poor village, three friends dreamed of a better life. So they set off to explore the city, walking under the intense Indian summer sun. By noon, they were hungry and thirsty, so they stopped for a break in a nearby forest. Under the shade of a tree, they noticed a mango tree nearby, laden with fruit. Seeing this as a blessing to quench their hunger and their thirst, the oldest friend approached the tree. He saw ripe mangoes on the ground, picked them up, and savored them, thanking God for this gift. He then planted the seeds in the hope that they might grow into a tree to benefit future travelers. Next, the second friend walked to the tree. He noticed that he could sell the mangoes and the wood in the nearby market, benefiting himself. So, after enjoying some mangoes, he broke a branch full of fruit and carried it away, proud of his clever idea. Finally, the third friend went to the tree. Envious of the tree's success, despite his own failed attempts to grow one, he decided to destroy it out of spite. But the mangoes he picked were unripe and sour. He didn't know how to tell the difference, and instead of learning, he let his anger dictate his actions, setting the tree ablaze. In this tale, the three friends represent the three different qualities. Gratitude and wisdom, which is sattva, self-interest, which is rajas, and negative ego, tamas. Now, each of us is guided by one of these qualities affecting how we think, feel, and act. So let's delve a little deeper into understanding sattva, rajas, and tamas, the gunas, and how they shape our inner landscape. First up, we have sattva, the embodiment of purity, knowledge, and harmony. Uh, It brings peace and contentment. Think of it as the purest and most forgiving force within us. Uh, So to reach samadhi, that state of ultimate enlightenment, we really need to be working on um, leveling up sattva in in our bodies. So how do we do that? Well, of course, it's about reducing the dominance of rajas and tamas in our minds and our bodies. You can eat sattvic foods, uh, get into meditation, practice devotion, and living a non-violent lifestyle are all powerful ways to boost sattva. Surrounding ourselves with positive influences and engaging in joyful activities also help elevate this quality within us. Next, let's talk about rajas. That's the fiery energy of passion and action. It's the drive that keeps us moving, pushing us toward our goals. But too much rajas can lead to attachment and a never-ending pursuit of satisfaction and desire. If you're looking to sort of 
tamp down your rajasic nature, steer clear of rajasic foods like fried or spicy dishes, as well as stimulants like caffeine, which can make um, kind of exacerbate the effects of a rajasic nature. I'll tell you something personal and kind of funny. It was funny to me anyway. When I first started studying yoga philosophy, well, I first learned about the chakras and then it was several more years before I branched out into the broader yoga philosophy. But anyway, I read that practicing yoga, postures, meditation, the yamas, the neen yamas, and all the parts of yoga would decrease tolerance and enjoyment of spicy foods which I just, I laughed at because that sounded ridiculous. Uh, it sounded scientifically impossible. And it also sounded terrible because I really like spicy foods. Uh, but the practices of yoga are sattvic. And when you do them, you increase that quality, that guna, whether that's your intention or not. So now here I am years later, driving my family crazy because I'm not able to tolerate foods that I used to love. I can't handle spicy food anymore at all. It was a it was an interesting gradual process. And if you love spicy foods, it might sound terrible to you to lose your taste for them, but I haven't found that to be the case at all. But it is it is fascinating to me. Oh, and I am definitely definitely not saying I'm so sattvic or enlightened or anything. Just that my personal experience with changing gunas happened that way and I'm so much happier and comfortable with myself now. Lastly, we have tamas. It's the shadowy realm of impurity and inaction. It is like a thick fog that clouds our vision, preventing us from seeing reality clearly. Um, if you find that you have a lot of tamas, you have a tamastic personality, you might find yourself trapped in ignorance or bound by your own ego. So to diminish, to diminish tamas in our minds and our bodies, it's important to avoid indulging in tamasic foods or excessive sleep. By cultivating discipline and staying mindful of our actions, we can begin to sort of lift that veil of darkness and step into the light. And there you have it. The trio of sattva, rajas, and tamas, each playing a crucial role in shaping our inner world. Now, by understanding these forces and making conscious choices in our lives, we can move closer to the ultimate goal of yoga, which is realizing our true selves and experiencing profound inner peace. These are the gunas, and finding ways to move closer to our sattvic nature helps us inch closer to enlightenment. If you're interested in more information about these gunas, join me on Instagram at Your Chakra Coach, where I will post some examples of sattvic, rajastic, and tamasic foods this week. Uh, the, the, your diet is often considered one of the first places to begin when you're looking to change your gunas and their influence. Ayurvedic diets have this as one of their purposes. So I'll post some recommendations for you. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook and remember that you can always message me there. Have a beautiful day and we'll talk soon. Bye.